3: Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
0: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Allison Bree.
2: Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, You've already won
0: me oh that's a good one yeah it's a very slow all the options in spite of me like what did we do it's so slow (laughs) don't forget to listen to 20 questions on the deadline thank you again allison thank you
3: it's a numbers game with your host gil alexander want those who
2: believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, Visa apps, Fubo, Link, Game Plus, iHeart Radio. It is Gil Alexander. Producer number seven, Jason Kahn, is here as well. Las Vegas, Chris, to join us momentarily. We wanted to uh, put up this uh, tweet. Read into it what you will. Uh, somebody tweeted, uh, how much y'all want to bet that before the NBA season starts, the Lakers will still get Damian Lillard, LOL. And Damian Lillard uh, took to Twitter and Decided to uh, say bet a million in response to that tweet. What does that mean? Bet a million meaning he's just mocking the guy or bet a million because it means it's going to happen? Don't know. Just thought you might want to know that Damian Lillard sees all things. Uh, NFL preseason, I feel contractually obligated to mention two things. One, uh, we will have Dr. Bob here next week to discuss. And we're not trends people here. Uh, on a numbers game. But the one trend we like to discuss annually is his week two preseason trend. Uh, so Bob will be here again, preseason going from four weeks to three weeks, but it's there's an off week instead of week four. It's not as if they go right into the regular season. So I think the trend still applies and it will make sense once you hear it. It uh, has to do with teams uh, that did not perform well in week one Going into week two, Uh, we'll have him do that. And then I also feel contractually obligated to mention, of course, the two best coaches in the preseason, Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings, 20-5 and straight up uh, in preseason as a head coach. Uh, If you are into such information and you believe that it is uh, predictive and not narrative, Minnesota, two-and-a-half-point dogs on Saturday, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, uh, tomorrow afternoon, let's call it, uh, against the Denver Broncos. And then, of course, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens. He's won 17 straight in the preseason. 8-0 since 2011 in week one of the preseason. There was a Hall of Fame game where I think they didn't cover. But I think they covered every, well, they I believe, what does it say? The only time they failed to cover the spread in one of those Week One games was 2018 when they won the Hall of Fame game, but they did come back in the actual Week One and cover the spread there as well. So John Harbaugh, who has openly stated uh, he likes to get wins in preseason, those are the two guys. In Baltimore, uh, they take on New Orleans. That's tomorrow evening. They're two and a half point favorites against the Saints, who I'm sure will want to find things out about both Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, among other things, for that. Um, there's your uh, there's your contractual obligation preseason uh, headlines. Uh, let's bring in a gentleman who has won multiple contests in this town, including last man standing in college football over at stations. Chris, I do this off the top of my head now. I don't even need the notes. Uh, I believe that Palms he won a contest many years ago, a uh, win eliminator, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, he finished, among other things, second and fifth in circa millions last year. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris Zanook, Las Vegas. Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me in. You don't, barely made it here. No, you're good. You don't bet preseason, do
1: you? I, you know, I was looking back because uh, I just did uh, a, a look back over the last four and five years. And um,
2: Oh, you were listening to the I show. I was listening
1: to you. Oh. And, and the app works looking- so well that it goes on and off occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You're the first shot at the app, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking back at uh, previous years and I was surprised how many preseason games I had played, but
2: how many a year do you play? Do you think
1: last year was, uh, was low. I know that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, you know what? I think one year was four and O and another year was something like five and one.
2: What generally speaking, cause I said earlier, I was like, cause I don't, I don't typically bet preseason, but I even allowed earlier on the show. I'm like, I don't have this bet in my account yet, but, uh, I could see myself betting Detroit tonight against Buffalo. What usually triggers in those rare occasions you do bet a preseason game? What, what are the circumstances that typically trigger one for you?
1: It's really just information. It, 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 it's actually kind of frustrating because you learn over time, if you want to do something well, you really, and I learned it after last year's football, trying to do too much. I'm going to let stuff just go by. I, I just don't have time to do everything, so I'm focusing on what's going to work for me during the regular season. And I, if I get involved in the preseason overtly, intentionally, I, it's just going to. I just don't have time for it. Yeah. So, it, you know, New England looked great last night. I thought about betting them uh, after the line had moved, and I'm like, eh, you don't need that. <laughs> and the Lions do look good. Uh, yeah, I you, you, heard what you said about Campbell, and, and you're exactly right. Uh, they're going to be pumped up for that game. I, I haven't even looked to
2: see what the line is today, but uh, it's very short. It's uh, one. I think they were dogs, and now they're a one-point favorite. Still, not not enough to dissuade me.
1: They may they may get a nibble from me uh, today. But yeah, that's inter- what I said. Interesting fact on the okay.
2: before I, before you do that, Gil Alexander, Las Vegas, Chris, a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeart Radio. However, you are taking us in, we appreciate it. Talking football with handicapping contest. Uh, juggernaut Las Vegas Chris I'm sorry go ahead uh, interesting uh, point on in the Lions they lost over
1: 11,000 snap counts from last year Oh, of players of players cumulative C- C- li- think cumulatil- about 11,000 L- yeah. 11,000 11, so uh, Man. it's just a massive number but uh, you know the the fans are really like this guy and the players really like this guy and they didn't like Patricia, so it's it's a whole new feeling there. Yeah, well, they did not like Patricia. They, you You, know could, what? you they, could sense that. They're gonna do, they're gonna make their best effort for this guy. I mean, he, he's doing workouts with them, and he says the right things, and uh, he's, he's he's out there.
2: He says stuff, that's for <laughs> he sure. Says I don't know if they're the right things, but he, he says stuff. All right, so one of the things that you were you were kind enough to come on about a month or so ago, six weeks ago, I can't even remember. Uh, and you come on from time to time. And you and I, rather than like do individual picks and stuff, which I'm sure people want to hear. Uh, if you have any thoughts, but generally speaking, your whole mo, and I appreciate that you come on and, and we talk about it sort of in this in this you know context. I said it earlier. It's like you don't want to just give uh, betters a fish and and you know have them have food for a day. It's the old uh, it's the old saying. You want to give them. Uh, you want to teach them how to fish. Give them food for a lifetime. One of the things that you uh, are very, very clean, very clear on is um, you don't want to have predispositions going into a football season. And I think that's a very big thing. It sounds obvious, but it really is tough for, you know, new betters or maybe even veteran betters. quite frankly, because we're all victims to our own biases, right? All of us, whether we want to admit it or not. And you do a, you, you really make a concerted effort to just be like, I don't know not only do I not know everything, I don't want to. I don't want to think I know anything as you head into an NFL season.
1: Yeah, it's. I try to really get into the thinking process of what's you know, how, you know, the evolution of deciding who you want because we all instinctively are going to lean one side or another usually, but if you if you make your decision early in the week or if you have an initial leaning, all the information that you get throughout the week. Is going to justify that you're gonna your your subconscious is going to tune out confirmation bias. Yeah, it's confirmation bias. So I try to avoid that as much as possible, and it's very hard, even if you're aware of it. Uh, uh, So one of the things I like to do is I I like to just listen to as much stuff as I can. I listen to uh, the best pods. I listen to garbage pods. Uh, I you know good shows, bad shows, wherever I can get information. Because I think there's value in it all to try to just, I don't know what it is, but you absorb the marketplace as a whole. I mean, the the number is supposed to be solid and efficient, so you you already know that, but you really want to know what people are thinking and how reasonable it is. And, And you can pick off golden points from just about any source.
2: This is, this is a wonderful, wonderful nugget. So you, who has had more handicapping contest success than anybody in recent history here in the NFL, um, certainly in the past, along with James Salinas, who obviously is on the network, who uh, has done great in the Super Contest, but you over multiple contests have, have done wonderfully. And you, your week, you know, again, pick your random whatever week of the NFL season, is spent listening to, as to put it in your words, not only really good podcasts, but garbage podcasts, because you believe there are things to be learned from everyone. That's fascinating to me, and I think that's very instructive. So, by the way, I hope the Beating the Book podcast is not one of the garbage pods. Um, Let me just point that out. Um, Las Vegas, Chris, remaining silent. Uh, so give me an example of like a a garbage podcast nugget where you actually glean something useful from.
1: Uh, you know what? It's just outside of the box thinking. I think some you know, there's 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 people that think that they're in different categories of information, and they stick in that little hemisphere themselves you know like modelers you know follow their models yes. and uh i don't know how to put this politely it, it you know people just get stuck in their own little worlds and they have contempt for who's not in their world and so they think a certain way and it goes the opposite direction also and if if, if one if, if if one viewpoint of thinking is completely different than the other group well that's exactly what i want and you know it's not like people that don't and none of the groups overall win so it's not like but they have great information so all i want is the information i don't care about the picks so if, you know, and nobody really should care about the picks unless it's like, you know, week in, week out sort of thing. Cause anything can happen. I mean, the very, very, very best in this industry, in this betting are gonna lose 45%
2: of their bets. So why tune in for their bet? Tune in for the information, it, but I've said it in a different way for many years on this show and on the Beating the Book podcast, which is there's there's a spectrum of betters, right? There's the most numbers based guy on one side, we all know them. There's the most smoke and mirrors guy on the other end, and oftentimes the correct answer is somewhere in the middle, right? Like that's the one thing that I've been privileged to to have over the years is I've been exposed to all kinds of different betters um as much as anybody and i that's the conclusion i draw and you're right like sports betters it's always a uh, reflection of the human condition sports betters though are particularly arrogant in their viewpoint of the world of sports betting so the numbers guys have almost have disdain in many cases for those who don't do stuff by the numbers the people who don't do stuff by the numbers have this and i'll call it even almost like this it's a substitution for laziness of not looking into the numbers. They quickly write that off, right? Because it's almost like a self-protective thing. Yeah. And then there's folks in the middle who who use both. eye test numbers, and so you'd consider yourself right in the middle of that spectrum, would you say?
1: I, I I'm on my own island. I mean, I I, I really, I, I really am humbled by the, the success I have had, and it just makes me work harder at the information gathering. So, in a, in a nutshell realistically none of us know squat Mm -hmm. so it's uh, I don't put myself in any category except uh, at the mercy of a lot of randomness a lot of luck that's going to come next season a lot of variables that nobody knows and that's why I find prognostications ahead of time you know why It's hard enough to beat the NFL on one day's notice. How are you going to beat it on a month's notice or
2: six months notice? You make very few futures wagers. Very few.
1: Yeah, because I believe uh, I don't care who you are, uh, whether it comes out smack dab in front of you or your subconscious plays with you. if, you If I don't like Washington this year. Which is one of yours, right? Maybe. That, maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, if I don't like Washington this yes. year, is it going to interfere throughout the course of the season of whether I want to play those games? And it's the same way with fantasy football. I, There's the, I talking to uh, somebody on Twitter yesterday, and he's, he's signing up for fantasy. And I said, boy, good luck. You know, I hope you don't bet, because that's torture. I mean, yes. you know, are you going to set your lineups uh, based on what games you're betting? And then, you know, or are you going to purposely avoid it because you, you like a bet in that game, you you can't have this subconscious nagging at you influencing what you're going to do on games at all.
2: What you mean is like if you're if you're in week three, you're analyzing a game, whether you like it or not. Your and I'll just I'm not attributing this to you. Let me be clear. But your predisposition on team X, I'll just use the Buffalo Bills. I don't know why it's corrupting in my mind. But you're like you're if you had a futures wager on them, you it, you can't help but have that pollute. Your your sort of sanctuary when you're, when you're, you know, when you're analyzing that game for that particular week. I totally get it. By the way, I don't play fantasy football anymore at all. Don't miss it for one second for that, for much of that being the reason.
1: I just, think it would be fun. I think it's fun on its own. I think if you're, I mean, unless you're, you're betting more than a sandwich on, on football games, I think it's uh, distracting and it, boy, it's tough. I mean,
2: so if, just for giggles, Washington under, was that one of yours?
1: Oh, come on! Everybody likes Washington.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> there, what can go wrong? There, there's your answer, I think. You know, the answer. Answer,
1: you know the the uh, season win total is uh, upwardly propelling forward because of uh, Prescott. There might be something wrong with him. Might you? You think there might be? Well, why would he go in for a second MRI? I mean, if everything's okay, I mean, there's something wrong. Mm. Just a matter of how much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it's such a great point. Like it's tough enough week by week. It's it's. It's uh, that much tougher to to think of things here this early in the season. One of the other things that Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus was on the show the other day, and I asked him, hey, what do you think the thing is that most handicappers get wrong on a weekly basis? I'm going to ask you the same question momentarily, but – His response, which I thought was a brilliant one, because for those of us who handicap baseball, we're always aware of the run environment, the run production environment, ballparks, you know, is the ball flying out of stadiums, but by, uh, you know, the nature of the baseball, is it, is it. You know, is it a pitcher-friendly environment? We rarely talk about that in a football context, and I thought that was brilliant of Eric, and I've heard you talk about this as well, where you talk about last year where you said, hey, that's the first thing. Maybe not the first thing, but it's one of the first things you have to figure out. Like last year, scoring was up, penalties were down. Like when do you start to make to draw conclusions about that, and is that one of your sort of macro things you try to figure out?
1: Well, in let's yeah, the refereeing uh, is, is huge. You never know how they're going to they're they're going to call these games from year to year. Uh, but the, the penalty yardage was a huge difference last year. The scoring was a huge difference. Uh, you had all these players playing in the league for the first time. No no big crowds to deal with. Uh, the crowds are supposedly going to be back. I have a feeling that that might uh, back out, and we might end up the same way as last year. Uh, But with all these variables, how can you really know where these teams are going to be, you know, throughout the course of the season? About week three, week four, the metrics start to kick in and and we go, you know, beneath what the glamor stats say and we see, you know, what's going on uh, with those penalties and with the scoring and uh, with the other metrics that people don't pay attention to.
2: So then, despite all of your success, based on what you just said, are weeks one and two, and particularly week one, just a nightmare for you? Because you, do you feel like you have any better chance than anybody else does going into week one to be successful? Or would you take, if I gave you the three and two right now, ATS, in your contest, would you take it right now for week one?
1: Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Please, just give me three and two. I'm like begging, begging, just give me three and two. And this is where luck comes into play because realistically, weeks one, two, three, and the final weeks are really tough, really tough. And looking back, I'm surprised. I have really good records during those weeks the last few years, and that's been the difference.
2: And that's luck, you think?
1: Yeah, because I'm. I don't have, I'm not working off my model as much. The model is, uh, you know. The statistics don't mean as much in those weeks. Makes sense. And uh, it's probably going to be even worse this year with the
2: added uh, 18th week. You were also saying something. We have a tweet from uh, Chris. Can we show that tweet, Jason? This is uh, Las Vegas Chris, where you can follow him, by the way, Las Vegas Chris, no H in the Chris. Twice as many players and coaches having their first preseason this year, including the whole NFC East. Fans are back. Well, players that had great 2020s repeated, scoring way up, penalties way down. That'll continue? Covid issues take their toll. 2021 full of questions. That point about players and coaches having their first preseason this year, uh, including the whole NFC East, That's another little factor to throw in the mix as well.
1: I haven't heard anybody mention that.
2: I mean, I think you're the only person deal. I've heard mention that. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah.
1: Uh, I I think it's it's important, and fans is imp- are important. I mean, th- you know, these people that had this great success last last year. Uh, I mean, look at Allen. You know, the year before, he was the 31st-rated quarterback. There's no fans in the stand, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're going to give him, you know, a huge mega contract. They're not going to make this guy play any games in front of fans. And the only games he did play were were, 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 were last year. He
2: lost, right? This is such a great point about Josh. Allen, Because, you know, okay, let me, let me go to some people who project from college to pro football. I've, I've talked about Bob Stoll already on the show. He'll, he'll be on the show next week, but Dr. Bob, who was one of the pioneers in using predictive algorithms and he projects players. He said, you know, projecting college quarterbacks to the NFL is the most difficult thing in the world. We obviously see it with the draft with, with, you know, teams missing on it so often, but the one thing, the one stat that you should have been able to rely on for some kind of projection to the next level was accuracy completion percentage. And Josh Allen failed in all of those things as he, 55%. Went, to, right, as he went to the next level. And so his performance last year, it's like, if that's him now, and by the way, uh, shout out to Jordan Palmer, who we had on some shows here, Matt Brown and I, Dave Farah and I, when we did fantasy stuff. Uh, Jordan Palmer is sort of like this quarterback whisper. If he's gotten Josh Allen to be great in that regard, you know, all the better for him, man. He should get all the business in the world. But what you're saying is not so fast. And the Bills really took <laughs> really taking a leap of faith with this.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. The 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 teams that have the same narrative from everybody you talk to. There's there's nobody that doesn't think Buffalo's going to be good this year. Uh, most people think Washington's going to be good. Uh, but why not look at the ways things don't go well? I mean, everybody thought San Francisco was going to be good last year. I mean, stuff happens. I mean, you you're really expecting a lot of things to stay the same. Uh, you know, there's a there's a fine line between excellence and mediocrity in professional sports, and you know, just a, a few bad things things can set you know a division or a, or, a, or a season you know, in all different directions. So, yeah, if you think he's going to do 69% after he just got paid and he's playing in front of fans again and he's a 55% uh, uh, quarterback from college and his first seasons were pretty, you know, mediocre, okay.
2: Yeah. It's so interesting because you're saying, you know, think about all the things that could go wrong. You also think conversely about the teams that most people think are bad. You're like, uh, be open-minded to, you know, what they can do. What they can do is, Oh, just keep it an open mind as you approach the NFL season. Las Vegas Chris in studio on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Going to ask him what he feels that most bettors get wrong on a week-to-week basis and how he feels about sports betting media in general. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network.
3: Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
3: Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander.
2: The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman, Hovels, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's com slash subscribe. We get tweets at Beatty the Book. Yeah. Uh, A lot of response to the uh, New York betting thing. People sending in stuff about that. Appreciate all the feedback. Uh, And then uh, we get some here on Las Vegas. Chris, dingers, please. Uh, I'm not nearly as uh, successful or as knowledgeable, but for me, I feel like my fantasy baseball information and understanding has helped me and seems to help with prop bets. Oh, prop bets for sure, dingers, please. Uh, Fantasy baseball guys, I'm referring to them as a Twitter handle of dingers, please. Uh, Fantasy sports and like the, the guys who crunch fantasy numbers, they are prop experts, man. Uh, betting on sides and totals may be a little bit of a different thing. For sure, though, you're right about that. Primetime, uh, primetime underscore bets. Uh, Las Vegas Chris has the best shirts in the business when he's with Gil on VEASAN Live. Let's <laughs> point that out, Chris. Johnny Ringo, best segment of the week here. Fantasy football is the worst for a sports Better. Um, on and on with that, so uh, some response. By the way, I just read the uh, the promo for the VEASAN college football betting guide. You won last man standing back in 2016 on the college football side at stations. Do you do any college football anymore? You know, it, it,
1: I told somebody yesterday, every time I hear something NCAA-related, it turn, just turns my stomach, just thought of it, because uh, I, I have no time. Uh, I'm just so busy doing just NFL, and I'm I'm going through my head, how can somebody possibly have time for both? yeah but uh i i will uh that's just basically stat based kind of a model that i follow and i need some history and i'm not worried as much about deep diving into the teams and stuff so it's it's a little different how i do that
2: do you worry and this is just a random question that i just thought of right here but you so you've been crunching your numbers uh, you're betting numbers. You're obviously crunching stuff about all 32 teams. You're listening to all kinds of things, trying to process information. This after finishing second and fifth in circle last year, and obviously the success you've we, you've had before that we've talked about. Do you is – there, is there ever anything in the back of your mind We're here. We are August of 2021. Let's say I just want to throw this out there. I shouldn't even put this in the universe, but let's say you don't have a Las Vegas, Chris type season. Let's say you you end up finishing. I don't know, Chris, outside of the top 100. God forbid you have that kind of season. You're human, just like all of us. Despite your success, Do do you do you ever worry about if that happens that you think it might discourage you in a way that it wouldn't for mere mortals like ourselves who don't have the expectations you do? Does that ever creep into your mind?
1: No, I have a great respect for how fortunate I've been. I don't know what it, what it was last year, uh, but I'd always entered contests with my regular name. And last year, I was really confident. And I, it wasn't cockiness. I don't know what it was. I just knew I was going to have a good year. And so I changed my name for the contest because I didn't want people to know who I was in there. And I didn't tell anybody in the industry until after it was over. Uh, this year, I don't have that same feeling. Uh, we're going to have a hell of a lot more people—at uh, least a thousand extra people this year. It's really, really hard to not slip up. Every, you know, one week—I mean, one game makes all the difference. You know, one half game last year made the difference made a 1.3 million dollar difference.
2: So, and by the way just your just your percentage, right? We talk about oh 52.4% you have to exceed that in in a, you know standard juice ATS. The, the difference of of you know having, you know the ball bounce the wrong way in one or two games is way bigger than people fathom unless they actually do the math. In yeah. an, in an 85 game sample size of 17 weeks and I mean, five games. I, I'm working my butt
1: off to change the result of one or two games throughout the course of the season, maybe three. I mean, you, you bet a hundred games and and uh, you go you go sixty and forty, and two games don't go your way. Now you're just down to fifty eight.
2: Yeah, and now by the way, and, it's going to be ninety games, not eighty five games, right?
1: Yeah, it's going to be uh, yeah ninety games. So. Mm. Uh, But I've been fortunate, I've I've held the last two years, 64% uh, on the four entries, and and I'm just trying to shoot for anything close to that. I have no contest superpowers, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. You have to be lucky. I don't care who you are. Whoever wins next year is going to have to be lucky. The people at t- the top are going to have to put
2: themselves in a position to get lucky. In other words, there's games you have a grasp on. There's games you're, you're, you're going to throw out. But of the, the ones in the middle, you got to have the ball bounce your way in so many of those. Uh, we'll come back. We will ask Chris. I will. Uh, what's the thing he thinks betters get wrong most consistently on a week-to-week basis in the NFL? That's next. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. back.
3: Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander.
2: Now that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide's only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's A Numbers game, and uh, Las Vegas Chris, multiple handicapping contest winner here in La, in Las Vegas through the uh, better part of the last decade, finished second and fifth in circa millions, with his only two entries, by the way, last year, it should be pointed out, kind enough to join us this hour, um, and, and he is kind enough, I, I say that a lot, but with you, you are a guy who uh, spends a lot of time handicapping and so when you have a moment you 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 do reach out and i appreciate that uh, i know you're on with brady and wes earlier this week giving out uh some plays um one of the things i was asking before and maybe we've already answered this but maybe you can sort of be more uh you can articulate it again the thing that you think betters get wrong the most from a week-to-week basis is it is it the fact that they don't have an open mind that the predispositions and the confirmation bias is there
1: yeah, just wait as long as possible and wait for information to come in. I mean, it's it's really silly not to wait until the last minute to, to really dive in and dig into a position. Also, I think, don't believe anything anybody tells you. I, I don't care how smart they are, they don't know squat. They can spit out all the stats and the data and the opinions and this, that, and the other, and it doesn't mean squat. It doesn't. Don't let people... Uh, formulate your opinions uh, based on their confidence level and their media savviness, uh, uh, because they're just like the late night pitchmen. You know, you, you you wake up in the middle of the night and they'll talk you into anything.
2: So this is so this is we'll transition into sports betting media then. So that was the next question. So what? So is that the biggest problem um, that there are certain people who who come thinking they know everything? that's That's the issue for you, more than anything.
1: Oh uh, I think it's important for people to realize that the people that are most confident really don't know what you think they know
2: and or and or what they're telling you really isn't important at all. What percentage of of podcast or media that you take in do you feel falls into that category?
1: I think everybody, including myself, gives information that's worthless to people but it sounds good <laughs> including myself so, yeah says. I,
2: yeah <laughs> seriously what do you give that's worthless to chris everything but that we've wor- talked about Well, it
1: depends on who the, I, I don't know i yeah. mean it, it we're all wrong that's my point uh, you know i'm telling is, you is it is it that it's wrong or is it that it's incomplete most of the time could be incomplete. it could be misapplied yeah uh, it could be irrelevant i mean uh, you know when people are on the shows talking about glamour stats. Glamour stats don't mean squat.
2: Give me an example of a glamour stat.
1: Uh, well, last year, uh, the Browns started off really well, and their glamour stats with the their offensive numbers and uh, yards per rush, and 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 you know it's it's the equivalent of ERA in baseball. Right. What does ERA mean today?
2: No, it's okay. not a good reflection so, of a pitcher's skill set right. at all. So
1: down the line at some point, I believe that uh, there's going to be new metrics in football that uh, will mean more.
2: Yeah, again, I've referred to him before on the show. Bob Stoll was the first guy to talk about yards per play. Right before he talked about it, nobody talked about yards per play. Now at least people get it. But think about that. It took somebody to finally be like, yeah, you know this yards per game thing or, you know, rushing yards per game. Like this probably doesn't mean as much as it as, as we're making it out to. I mean, when you look at some of the
1: stats people focus on, every week they keep on talking about this, this stat, which is uh, the bottom line number of combining these 40 stats, and this is the number we got. And I'm listening to them refer to this stat as, you know, oh, this is really important. But I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm going, well, you've got like You still have like eight to ten more variables that makes that bottom line number worthless. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a nice talking point, but that number you work so hard to get, I don't even use it. And you're going to go on shows every single week and say how important it is. I mean, it, and and in, the, it, in some of these stats, you can clearly figure out variables that are not factored in, luck variables, or just, and, but people work on these models so hard and they wanna be so proud of themselves that they, that they came up with something useful. And it does sort of half ass correlate for the most part to what's going on, but there's, still, there's always gonna be key things that are very wrong with it, Yes, don't add up, and they somehow ignore
2: that. Well, that's why I say it's always somewhere in the middle, right? Like our buddy Todd Wishnev says, oftentimes, and I think he's right about this. When someone says they have a model, forget if it's good or bad or based on anything, you know, rooted in 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 truth. But even the, just the notion that someone says they have a model, somehow they are afforded the immediate respect of 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 many, many thousands of people who say, Oh, he has a model. Ooh, he has I do. a model. I like, do, too. Like, oh, do you have a model? I wow, it must be impressive. But but that's what I'm saying. It's 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 some combination of both, right? That that's typically works. Yeah, I think you should have numbers. I talk about tennis numbers all the time. But I'm not here sitting here saying, this is the end-all, be-all with it. But I am playing it against the betting line, and there's other factors that involve rest, as we talked about earlier on the tennis picks. It's never one thing, and it's always a combination, and you have to be able to to sort of accept that. Um, what's interesting to me about that with you is, you do you do do you believe you have more... Do you believe you lean one way or the other? Because I said earlier, you're probably in the middle. You said you're on your own island. But if I were to actually press you on that and say, okay, Chris, do you think you lean just a little to the number side or just a little away from it? Would you say away from it?
1: No, I lean heavily toward the number side to, to give me my starting point. You know, I was listening to a podcast with Rufus uh, this week, and he said...
2: Rufus Peabody, who falls way on the number side, and even he would admit that.
1: Yeah, and he said one of the mistakes that he made was being too rigid about the numbers uh, early on and not factoring in things, and and I fit that profile uh, 100%. You know, hey, model says this, I'm going to do this. Uh, And that was stubbornness, uh, because you can't keep... I mean, look at those huge difference on how the metrics are changing with penalties and... uh, Um, scoring and a couple of other things, how do you, that's going to throw off your, your numbers. You You, know, do you have to like when extra point rules changed, right? I, I had a, a mediocre season season and a half. I had to retool the model.
2: Well, it's also like I talk about with baseball. People are like, "Hey, you don't. Why aren't you talking? Why aren't you talking about betting baseball anymore? That used to be your thing." Well, because the game has changed. The numbers that I used to be able to rely on to beat baseball, those numbers are, are factored in now. Like it's completely in the in the it baked into the line. So you have to also evolve with this through the years for sure as well. That's. You know, that's part of the whole uh, Michigas of it all as well. Las Vegas Chris, everybody, uh, second and fifth in Circa Millions, champion at the Palm years ago, $100,000 Palm Contest, win eliminator, college football last man standing in 2016. More with Las Vegas Chris here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander.
2: As summer heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VISA100, and your first wager is risk free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in MLB, MLS, and more sports from around the globe. And when you register with BetMGM, you also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials, from breathtaking goals to colossal home runs. The king of sports books takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM. MGM app today, or go to bedmgm.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. New customer offer, paid and free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prom, call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. We get tweets at Beatty the Book. I just want to read this one here. Uh, this is from, uh, well, a couple. Mickey Baca, amazing segment. Definitely need more Las Vegas Chris on the show. Hey, man, whenever he wants. Free uh, carte blanche here on the show. Vegas Keith, who I believe has won a contest uh, in the past himself. Gil, please post Chris's clip. Quote, everybody's wrong, unquote. Absolutely spot on. Has me laughing. Loved it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Such a straight shooter. um So a shout-out to you from uh, – this is also a text I'm just receiving now. Please have Chris on weekly during the season on Tuesdays to react to the previous week and look forward to the next. You don't have time for that, do you?
1: Uh, I've, I've added some stuff I'm going to be doing this year, uh, which I don't think is going to interfere. Uh, it, 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 it's tough. I, I just need to get into it, and I recommend this to everybody, is I just need to get into a routine, and that's the difference uh, that I'm not in a routine yet. You yeah. know, Last year, I was waking up like clockwork at a certain hour, and... I cannot believe that I woke up so late today. I mean, I had two hours of sleep the night before, so it makes sense I overslept today, but uh, it's really important to get into routine. I cannot, I know it sounds like a waste of time. I'm telling you, habit is so important with betting and keeping just everything level and
2: even keel. That and works for you. If you don't have that routine, you're kind of lost, would you say?
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't, yeah, it's just not, you realize, you know when things are operating at an optimal level and what's working, Mm -hmm. and I think anybody knows that within their own lives when things are going great, and when you're not at that level, you notice and figure out why. I mean, you're going to have to, and you, you have to be mentally prepared for the ups and the downs throughout the
2: whole year. And your wife, and this applies to anybody's significant other, she she has to be totally understanding of it too. Like she's on board.
1: Yeah, she she helps me a lot. Uh, I had a we had her on a, a six hour tutoring session to uh, uh, learn the system of entering into the Excel and stuff and. Uh, Wow. I'm gonna have her helping me more. Oh, wow, <laughs> she's doing that for you now. That's awesome. Oh, she yeah, she gets uh, she she does stuff for me every week.
2: Yeah, good so for her. I get
1: you. her out of bed at three a.m. I need this at five. <laughs> Wow! I didn't
2: expect to go there. Should we talk about the Last Man Standing incident, or we'll just talk about that another time?
1: Oh gosh. Yeah, she, sorry about she, that. She thought she could make the list. <laughs> she showed up at nine nine thirty and thought she was on a Sunday and, and was going to put Last Man Standing picks in. And okay. she's like, "Well, there's like eighty people in line." I go, "I told you at seven thirty. What oh. the games were? What are you
2: waiting for?" Did was that uh, was that one of the bigger strains on your marriage ever? Would you say?
1: No. Uh, you know what I I knew I would. You know what? Some sometimes you just know you have it, and some. <laughs> I, I knew you know, last she, man
2: standing wasn't going to work for me last year anyway. She shouldn't feel bad. I, I said this last man standing last year. This is station's local uh, local uh, army of books here. I signed up for last man standing like a week before the season, completely forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. Two And not even like when, week one. Like week three, I was like, oh, yeah, I signed up for that one. So which which contest are you going to do this year, do you think?
1: Well, I'd like to tell everybody that is getting into the contest, don't set your alarms and remind yourself to get your picks in. Don't? Yeah. Because, well, if in the contest that they're getting in with me. Oh, I see, so. I see what you're saying. <laughs> because that would be a really bad idea. How many alarms do you set? I have about five or six alarms, uh, and it drives me nuts because they're just going off throughout the the course of the week. Uh, Do you
2: wait till as long as possible to get all the information you can? No,
1: get? No, you want you want to know what happened last year with Circa? I was setting my alarm at noon for a for the three o'clock deadline, and that was too far because I fell asleep. And I completely forgot about the deadline, and I, I, I put in my picks at 3 o'clock exactly.
2: Oh, I remember that one yeah. week where you and got I, in there.
1: Yeah, and I tried to get, I wanted to, I cannot believe I didn't uh, take a screenshot of the timestamp because it was, it was 3 o'clock, and I said, just let me get one of these in. And I got the first one in, I go, whew, and then I go, let me I can get the second one in. And I got the second one in. And, oh, my goodness. So you can get your picks in until 3 o'clock and 59 seconds.
2: It's <laughs> just to let people know there's an extra 59 seconds at Circa. So you'll be in Circa Millions. How many entries do you think you will have? You had two last year.
1: You know, I, I just don't know. There's twice as many people in it. Uh, I, I, I've done two each of the previous two years, and I don't want to okay. mess with the mojo. Fake name? Real name? I'm going to have fake name. Again. Okay.
2: Fake name. Fake name for Las Vegas. Chris, take your, uh, take your guesses now. Once the uh, once the names come come out, we'll see. We'll do the whole thing. By the way, that was very. You know, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was just Ron Burgundy through a text where they asked you to come on every week. I just have to. I just have to let you know. James Salinas, who won the Super Contest and finished third the next year, finished twenty sixth two years after that. Uh, The year in between, he was a regular on a numbers game every week, and he, uh, he can draw a direct line that broke him out of his routine, just to use your routine example, and I don't know that James would blame his appearances on a numbers game for that, but just to let you know, I don't want to do anything to break up your mojo. I don't want to do that. So just throw that in the mix if you're ever pondering something like that. So wait, circa millions, what else, Chris? Last man standing, or are you not going to do that?
1: Well, I, I may do the uh, super
2: contest this
1: year since they're not taking something out.
2: Ah, they've dis- they have they have been pushed to be competitive, yes. yes.
1: They've uh, They've been pushed to be competitive, so I, I really uh, don't like how they changed the forfeit rule. Uh, I pointed out that you know when they, when the NFL announced the forfeit rule, uh, was going to be in play. I pointed it out. Uh, uh, COVID related forfeit. Right. Yeah. I pointed out that how unfair it was that contestants would get zero and zero on a forfeit. I mean, that's how can you take away? I mean, a half point is crucial, crucial. And uh, their policy, as was Circa's, was zero zero. Yes. And Circa changed theirs uh, this year. I have no idea why. But, uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. It would have been uh, an act why. of God. I mean, what's fair? It's a, it, there's an act of God of course. where either team's going to win. It, it's, it, it's so unfair to give them 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. That's just brutalizing them potentially. But then Super Contest changed the forfeit to 1.0 point. And how is that you know that's still an act of god i mean random chance you're going now you're giving somebody one on a act of god i think it should be a half point half point will you do gold i don't like gold because only it's only one winner yeah i i, I they really should have made it three no yeah. so uh, i i i don't know i don't know I'll will you do the do, last
2: man standings again. Will you do Survivor? You'll do both last man standings, college and pro? Yeah. Will you do Survivor? Is that your cup of tea? It's not my cup of tea. I, uh,
1: I, I don't know. I, I, I think I probably will because I think that there's going to be uh, a small overlay. I mean, the sharps around the country. Like sharks. Will not allow it to be. <laughs> I going to say. You know, will yeah. not allow uh, it to be much of an overlay. I mean, they'll fly in from everywhere.
2: We love Derek and Mike, but there is some P.T. Barnum to it, right? Like uh, this notion of, I don't know, we're way behind the pace, man. Oh, no.
1: I I, me, I, me, I, I heard what he said yesterday. Trust me, they're in trouble on that.
2: Thing. You think they're in trouble? Oh, yeah. I think there's going to be a huge influx. There will be. And there's going to be, if, if they don't get there, it's going to be very close in the end. Yeah. But it, it's, they're not where they want to be on that. Well, I, I told Mike, Mike was kind enough to have me on the nuts, uh, which is 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. He does it with all Shaw, but this day he was by himself. He had me on to talk Survivor, and, and I did tell him, I said, I'm kind of, kind of mad at you and Derek for, for adding the extra Christmas week because it's, like, it's just one more element of luck involved in what ought to be a super strategic contest. So, sometimes yeah. keeping it
1: simple is the best method. I mean, one of the, the, the one of the best restaurants in Dearborn, Michigan is Miller's Bar. The last I knew, they never had a menu. You know, you ask them for a menu, you want a you want a hamburger or a cheeseburger, you want french fries or onion
2: rings. Sometimes <laughs> just keep it simple. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll definitely thin the herd, that's for sure. But that's a contest where, you know, you got to have multiple entries. I had two last year, lost one in week one and got the other one all the way to week 15. But you got to have more than two this year, I think, if you're going to be competitive.
1: I you, may just get one.
2: You may just get one? I may
1: just get one. You thought they should have limited that, though? I, I thought it would have been better to raise the price. Possibly raise the price and and lower the amount of entries you could get and make it more and, and go about it that way.
2: Yeah, six well, is a lot.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, but I, I, I do know that some people are overwhelmed that they can't participate in full. And if you can't really even consider the option of participating in full... Then that's deflating to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, let's put it all in context. We love the fact that Circa brought in um, one, made others be competitive. Two, brought in Survivor because we've all had a ball with it. So shout out to them. We don't mean to just uh, pick at the uh, at the rules. No. I may yeah. get I may get six. I don't know.
1: I haven't. Uh, it, it is very interesting.
2: Yes, yes. So it is. <laughs> But you're uh, you're obviously one of the titans of uh, doing the five uh, picks against the spread, Las Vegas, Chris. Everybody, I hope there was uh, more than one thing during that hour that uh, that uh, you can uh, glean and uh, hold into your head. Again, not uh, not just fish for a day, but uh, teach them how to fish for a lifetime. Hurry up and do nothing. That's your philosophy, right here at this time of the year.
1: Hurry. Yes, hurry up and wait. I did the worst thing that people do. A sportsbook operator told me that 40% of their post-ups are out of money five weeks into the NFL season. Think about that. Don't, don't dig yourself a hole. Sit back and wait. Just because there's games doesn't mean you have to play them. Sit back and get a get a grasp on things. Nobody knows
2: anything right now. We'll leave it at that. Las Vegas Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Las Vegas Chris, no H in the Chris. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, as always. It's a numbers game with Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Lombardi line is next. Good luck. I think I'm going to get that Lions bet in. <laughs>